Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Warrior Talk. This is Sean. And this is Matt. And we are coming off a little little hiatus, Super Bowl hangover. Just a lot yes. of excitement in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been uh, just, you know, especially for me, I guess. <laughs> True. I've been on kind of like this Super Bowl high, I guess, if you will. And, you know, with you know, the girls' basketball team, the yeah. Lobos, in our season, kind of starting to wind down a little bit. It's just been, yeah, it's been an awesome time. Well, we're also kind of on this baby watch right now, aren't we? Yeah, so we're just under four weeks away, so we are, you know, primed. We could go at any time. Right. Hopefully that is not the case. Right. Baby baby stew needs to hold on for not a necessarily, bit It's not even for me, necessarily. It's Correct. more for her. She's Correct. right in the middle of her basketball season. She had a game tonight, actually. So, Correct. Yeah, that, we are definitely on baby watch, and so, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Uh, first off, let me just say we apologize if for some reason uh, it's a little scratchy. Spent a good 40 minutes trying to figure <laughs> out what the heck's going on, and we will have it better next time we get to get plugged in so uh let's just jump straight into it uh let's save the top yeah. for the let's last work from the bottom up okay so boys basketball geez what a great stretch you guys are in right now yeah so since the last time we we talked to you guys pretty much i mean we've had four games uh three at home one on the road uh it started off with a win against frankfurt you know conference win at home uh always good to get one of those right, right. And then we turned around on Saturday um, and played a, a, a good Cloverdale team who had the leading scorer in the, the yeah, state. I was curious about uh, that. You know, we knew what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of player he was, and you know what kind of defense we were going to have to do. He still put up thirty six points on us wow. that, that day, but you know the team was able to get the win, and that's all that really matters. And, right. You know, I think someone told me he went nineteen from for 21 from the free throw line. Wow. So a lot of it was from the free throw line as well. But uh, from what Coach Barber uh, told me, because I wasn't there because I had our freshman tournament up at Frankfurt. So right. I wasn't actually there for the Cloverdale game. But Coach Barber said we made him earn every point. Mm-hmm. So that that's good to hear. But, you know, good players are going to be able to get theirs. So. Right. How was that Frankfurt tournament? It was a total 180 from the Thursday night game against Martinsville. We did not play well that night, but yeah. I, I credit to the kids. They they came out. And, you know, morning games are always tough to play anyway because you never know what kind of energy you're going to get out of out of the players. Well, but, especially because you've got to get on a bus and drive to Frankfurt. Yes, our which drive. Is not, yeah. Right, right. Not I had easy. A, I'm trying to think. I had them there at like eight o'clock that morning, so that means they're probably getting up at seven thirty or seven o'clock. Which, right. It, they don't like to do on a Saturday anyway, but right. we played two really good games. Yeah. Uh, came out on top, so that was that was fun. Cool, very cool. Uh, also, boys basketball got a win at home against Heron, and then went on the road to Avon, which you know we talked about this before. You know Avon being kind of a down year for them, but you still need to win. Yeah, it's still. I mean, they're still a four A school. They still like. Those are the teams you have to look out for because they're hungry to get wins. Right. Like those are the ones you can't take lightly because, like I said, I mean they're they're itching to get that next win. They're trying to get some confidence moving in, into the sectional, and uh, pretty much so after this year, Avon is dropping us from their schedule. So right. we're not going to be playing Avon for the you know foreseeable future foreseeable future so that was kind of the last game between the two schools you know we're just you know awesome 10, to have the win yeah 10 15 minutes apart 
So it, it it was a good win for everybody, especially road wins were road warriors pretty much from here right. on out, except for senior right. night. Right. I mean, so we, we got to learn how to play and win on the road. Right, which is good because you need that going into the sectionals. Oh, yeah. It's, it builds a huge amount of confidence knowing that you can go anywhere and win right. anywhere. Let me ask you, um, you know, so Avon's pulling out of these, the county tournament then, basically, right? Uh, that is still kind of up in the air. There's, there's been talks in the past about, you know, kind of ending it, ending the county tournament in general. Uh, it didn't get enough traction to really kind of follow through with that. So I don't know where the county tournament stands. Uh, as far as next year's goes, I'm pretty sure it's still on. Yeah. Uh, but after that, who knows? Uh, it's kind of sad. Uh, a... Before class basketball happened, that was kind of the old sectional. Right. So the, all the county teams were in the same sectional together right. as well. So the county tournament is kind of like a throwback right. to, you know, before class basketball. So I know, like, the smaller schools are kind of the older generation of, you right. know, uh, fans and people in the towns if you look were, forward to it. So if you were Avon's athletic director, why do you think you would care to end it? Uh, I don't know, to be perfectly honest. I know they play a tough schedule as it is. They might want to get more 4A, uh, another 4A team Mm -hmm. in there to help them prepare. I don't know. We've won, I think, five of the last six meetings. That could have something to do with it as well. Um, but who knows? I, I don't know. I hope, I wish... Just because we're off their the regular season schedule, I don't know what that means for the county tournament per se. Right. But... Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's keep going. Uh, boys swimming. Uh, right now, all they've got on the schedule is sectional prelims. I believe that is coming up this week. This Thursday, yes. So they, they've kind of had a little off stretch uh, of not having any meets or races. But, you know, that could be a great thing for them, you know, as they really focus on their conditioning and, and technique and, you know, kind of working out maybe some of the things that, uh, developed during the season that they didn't necessarily want to have. Yeah, and I think, you know, that big layoff kind of gets them hungry again to get in the pool as mm-hmm. far as a competitive environment goes. I think that goes for any sport. So when you got a big layoff like that, it kind of gets you back in that hunger hunger mood kind of like you were at the beginning of the season. Correct. Uh, girls swimming, their season has come to a close. It has. Uh, uh, Aubrey Diatley. Um, was the only girl swimmer that was able to compete in the state tournament. And I know she came up short, but, you know, what an experience to be able to compete at that highest level. Oh, yeah. I mean, and just our girls swim team in general, I think they had an amazing season. I think their coach would agree with that. Uh, Not the end results, but it's kind of one of those, like, how much did you improve Right. from, you know, sometimes your best isn't, you know, what is necessary right. f- for that particular race. So uh, I know um, going forward, I, they have a lot to build on, you know, and these underclassmen. I don't think they had a whole lot of seniors on and, the team this year, maybe one or two, right. if I'm remembering ri- right, uh, seeing the pictures from, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, from Senior se- Night. From Senior Night. I think right. they only had one or two seniors. So I think this is a big, big step for them going forward. Uh, you know, and I think that the coaches from the swim team are both relatively new 
to the program or reintroducing themselves to the program. So it's exciting to see that kind of uh, you know buy-in from the athletes. And I do want to talk about something as far as girls swimming goes. So I don't know if you saw this. So Carmel. Uh huh. Right. I did Car- see that. Carmel. The girls swim team at Carmel just won their 32nd consecutive right. state team title. I need you guys to wrap your head around that. That's 32 straight state titles in a sport. So not to uh, age us, but 32 yes. would be... I, was, I wasn't born. I was three years old. Yeah. So that's insane. I don't have any kind of reference or comparison to anything in sport. Like right. 32 in a row, like I mean, that, right, that supersedes anything John Wooden did at UCLA. Right. Um, I got nothing. You're right. I have nothing. The, the next, I, I don't know if there's football titles somewhere that someone has put up, but... It's 32 in a row. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I'm very curious to see if there's anything. I know, like, games and stuff like that, but state titles in any sport in any state. Like, that. that's just insane to me. And I saw that, and I kind of just, like, there's like I said, there's no reference to that. Like, you can't even compare that to anything, I don't feel like. I don't even feel like the word dynasty can even begin to... It's a reign. Right. <laughs> that's like, mid medieval... That, that is a reign. You know what I mean? Like All right. I got, I got it. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, state record. Missoula Loyola. They won 32. You ready? Ready. Speech and drama state titles in a row. That's the best you got. That's the that's the best I got. You know what? A state title is a state title, so I can't. I'm not gonna downplay that. So we have there is a school with 13 wrestling state titles. Okay. Uh, 12 tennis state titles, but yeah, there is nothing coming close. And there's no reason for me to believe that they won't do it again next year. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, shout out to Carmel for, you know, just churning out swimmers, you know, year in and year out. Okay. So, I mean, so that's the best segue we got into uh, wrestling. Although, it's a good segue into wrestling because uh, we have had, out of the last eight years, seven of the last eight years, we've had a wrestler move on to semi-state. Well, win semi-state. Win like, semi-state. Yeah, so they Correct. were semi-state champions seven out of the last eight years, which it, it, it's a good thing to have. I mean, that, that's how you build programs and right. uh, you know confidence in you know the younger wrestlers knowing that you know one day that could be them. Right. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of that semi-state champion, it was Logan Bow mm-hmm. at the 120-pound weight class. Um, he'll be competing Friday nights in at the, Banker's Life. At Banker's Life. So under the, under the spotlight. I mean, I've actually never been to a wrestling state final here in Indiana, but I've heard it's really cool because it's it's literally everything is dark. Right. With the one light on on the mat or two lights, depending how many mat, uh, matches are going on right. at once, but. 
it it literally is just you and that other guy and just which is wrestling in general i yeah. mean you know obviously you know when you're wrestling at danville in the gym there's a lot going on kids are running over all over the place but i mean at the end of the day it is you yeah one on one with somebody else and i think wrestling's kind of got this strange resurgence um the guy from ohio state that uh is he he gosh i wish i had more information on you're the him. buckeye guy yeah I'll, I'll come back with more information later on but you know he he's kind of taken some national spotlight uh competing in like the global kind of competitions and he's still being a collegiate athlete uh so yeah wrestling pretty exciting logan bow pump for you hope you hope you do but well also congratulations to our uh, the other wrestlers i know they d- didn't you know qualify for this the state meet but you know uh i think tristan carlson Tr- Tr- yeah and uh chandler schubert yeah uh, also competed at the semi-state um obviously not the results they were looking for but doesn't take away from the season no, they the had. season they had and you know constantly improving and uh, you know Schuber, he's just a sophomore this Correct. year, so he's got two more years to improve on that. Uh, so congratulations to all our wrestlers this year. I do believe Logan Bow is also a sophomore. What? Wow. So yeah, the, so, the future it, looks bright. For yeah, the very cool. Program. All right, man. Well, let's move on to uh, maybe just the most exciting thing going on right now in Danville sports. Our girls basketball team had a had a great chance to sit down with Coach May. If you have not had an opportunity to listen. To that interview, you can find that uh, on our iTunes page or you can find it on our Facebook page as well. Uh, great opportunity to sit down and talk with her and to see them go on the sectional run that they did. Yeah, I mean, it, since since we talked to her and even further back since we talked to you guys, it's, you know, they won three games. Uh, in a week to become uh, back-to-back sectional champions. They defeated Manuel on Tuesday night, which we talked to Coach May about. Right. They defeated Indian Creek on Friday right. nights. Uh, and honestly, that was probably their toughest game uh, to date uh, right now. They were down 10 at halftime and, you know, just came out, you know, guns blazing in the second half and pulled pulled that one out. Uh, and then on Saturday night, Tri-West uh, conference county rival right, right. Um, in the championship game, but it, it really was never in doubt. Right. Uh, Danville got off to a really hot start in that game, and it was one of those, like, Danville fans kind of had that feeling. It's like, okay, well, we knew what happened last time. They just kind of battled back, battled back, and I think the closest they got was maybe eight mm-hmm. or ten points. So they any run Tri West tried to make, Danville just kept fighting off and fighting off, and it was really fun to watch. Which is encouraging as a team because you you know in the back of your head what happened in that last game, and so to be able to almost kind of exercise that demon to say you know what we we did that once we didn't let that happen again, so uh, we've definitely grown, we definitely learned from that. Uh, I think gave them the confidence that they needed going into the regionals, yes. which was at home. Danville was able to host that. Yes, which obvi- for obvious reasons, that's a huge advantage. Being on your home floor, you're just more comfortable with your surroundings. But the regional was just, I mean, it was Danville from the word go. Mm-hmm. Uh, both games. Now, Jess and I, we went to the early game too. So Danville played at noon on Saturday in their first game, but there was a 10 o'clock game as well. And we went to that and watched Benton Central play Owen Valley. So we were kind of, 
going back and forth. It's like, who would we rather play? And right. Stuff like that. And Owen Valley was impressive in the first game, and Benton Central just as impressive. I think they just dug themselves too big a hole early right. to right. try to climb out of. Owen Valley came out on top. You know, going into the game, we're thinking man, they had a lot of they had some good size. Right. So we weren't sure how that was going to go, and then. And, you know, in the noon game, Danville kind of just blitzed Ritter from the from the beginning. You know, played nine nine girls right. uh, in that early game, so got a lot of reps for people. Mm-hmm. They're uh, keeping everybody fresh. Yes, and, and and as a coach, it's like, how do you find that balance? It's like you want to make sure the game is in hand, but at the same time, when you know you're playing two games in one day, you right. want to make sure they have the legs for the second game, but. You know, kind of blitzed them, held them off. It was a good, comfortable win mm-hmm. in the early game. And then in the night game, you know, 8 o'clock, you're playing that second game. It's just one of those, like, it was tied after the, fir- the first quarter. Right. But then at the beginning of the second quarter, if I remember the article correctly, Danville scored 16, the first 16 points of the second quarter. And it was just, it, right. it was just on and kind of basically over at that point. Danville just, you know, completely controlled the tempo mm-hmm. and everything like that. I mean, they were getting easy layups. They were, you know, handling the press really well. Right. And, it was just it was it was just a lot of fun to watch and that gym was absolutely right. packed. Yeah. I can't thank the community enough, you know, the students, the parents, the family, families and everything like that's the most I've seen that gym filled for anything. I don't care if it was a regional game, right. but that was just an awesome atmosphere to be part of. Right. No, no, totally. Uh you know, it looked like they had been there before. Oh, yeah. You know, it looked like there was just a lot of comfortability, and, you know, they knew what they were doing. Um, how much do you think, you know, having played in a semi-state game just a year before will help the team going into this upcoming Saturday? I think it's, it's huge. It, it really is, because we went down to the game last year, and we were comically outnumbered as far as the crowd goes. Yeah, um, so like last year we played North Harrison, North Harrison is only like, it was only like a 30 or 40 minute drive for them right. where it's two hours for right. Danville. So it was one of those, like we stepped into the gym and it was like 80 per- 75, 80% blue right. in there. And I can see as a player how that could feel overwhelming. Right. Like you just, you just feel completely outnumbered. Uh, as far as that goes, but, you know, being able to handle that kind of atmosphere and, you know, just that kind of big stage, I think it means more than we realize. Right. Uh, and the girls may not even realize it themselves, uh, when they get out there, but once they step back out there, it's going to feel familiar and a little bit more comfortable than it did last year. Uh, so it, it's going to be awesome. Being in the same gym is going to help too. Um, so this was this game last year was in Jeffersonville. Yes, it was. It was it was in the same gym, uh, so they'll be familiar with their surroundings a little bit. You know, a year apart, but you right. know, just even a little bit helps. Do you know who who it is that we're playing? Yes, we're playing Greensburg. Uh, they're located like uh, south and east of Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, so it, it's a. Is that off of seventy four? 
Yeah. Okay. So, that, that direction. So both teams really. They got a little, both teams have a little bit of a drive. Okay. So that that's kind of nice um, right. for us. Right. That they they have to do the same thing. Um, that they're not going to be able to sleep in their own bed just like our team. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and that and that mean that's a huge difference. Correct. Because I'm sure North Harrison was able just to sleep in their own bed, wake up and drive over. Right. Uh, but yeah, it'll be against Greensburg. They, they're in the polls. They're ranked number two in 3A. Right, 22 and 3. Yep. Uh, impressive, impressive team. Uh, from what I read earlier, I think some of our girls have played like AAU travel right. ball right. with some of their girls. Right. So it's it's going to be really exciting. Um, just knowing the stakes. Uh huh. Not many teams in Danville history have even had a chance to play for a state title. Right. So having that, you know, knowing that you're one of the, you know, final four teams. Right. No, and, and it's you, just gonna be awesome. you, you know that it's not guaranteed. Yes. Uh, you know, I think way back in the beginning of the season, we both believed that this could very well be the conversation that we're having at this time. Um but you can't you can't guarantee it. No, you're an injury away from something, or you're a bad call away from something. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I do think that they will be able to take the experiences that they had last year and be able to build on that. Um, you know, three o'clock tip off. So, you know, looking ahead, you know, do you know anything about what the state final would look like? Uh, I believe it would be on that following Saturday. If I'm trying to think, because I think all four games get played in, in the same day. I don't know about the time, but I mean, it'll be a Bankers Live. Bankers Live on the 24th, uh, roughly 6 p.m. Okay. So okay, that kind of answers my question on that. But yeah, I mean, it's like I said, kind of the expectations going into the season, their play during the season, right. and now kind of backing it up with their play during the postseason right. is it's really exciting. Um, it, I get, I, I have really no investment yeah. in, in the girls basketball team, but I get super nervous, super anxious right. watching the games. Like what would I do? And right. like, I still have like my coaching hat on always, but I still get to enjoy it as a fan uh, when a big play happens or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it's, I, I cannot wait. Which is why I coach as a fan. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just more enjoyable, but that's me. I know that's not everybody. Uh, you can't all be Bill Belichick. Uh, you know, speaking of Bill Belichick, I mean, did it feel amazing? It did, felt unreal. When, like, when did you know? When the clock struck zero, zero, zero. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I do know what you it, mean. I mean, because... it literally came down to the last play. Like, I mean, they obviously they needed the touchdown and they needed a two point conversion, but right. it's like this is New England Patriots, man. It's, yeah. This could easily happen. Like yeah. when when Tom Brady avoided the sack, yes, on that last play, I was like, here it goes. Yeah, this is gonna happen. Yep. they're gonna complete the same Mary. They're gonna get the two point conversion. They're gonna win in overtime, and I'm just gonna be crushed. Right, absolutely crushed. Would you have taken the next day off work? If they lost, yeah, in overtime, my housemates not still be here. <laughs> well, if we I'm glad that we're sitting here. Yes, me too. But it's just it was it was kind of surreal, and <laughs> Jess can attest to this. I kind of scared her 
So earlier when so the Eagles had to leave up five and the Patriots were about to go go down and the Eagles sacked him, caused the fumble. Yeah. Eagles recovered it. I I just kept yelling, Yes. Like Yes. Like scary. Yes. And I I think I legitimately scared my wife. Now your wife, you know, she does get scared easily. She does. But looking back on it, because I, I can kind of That's fair. I get it. No no no. Like I understand fair. how I could have I'm I, bummed I that we it. didn't get a single video. No, no one needed that. I understand no one I understand. That. Some of us did. But yeah, then after it's like I just kinda flopped onto the couch and just <laughs> let it soak in right like what just happened i will tell you that i'm irritated with you because i sent you a text message and i asked if the eagles are going to win who has to who has to be the mvp i told you but it didn't it didn't that mean work I'm right yeah i get that but i i i kind of trusted your gut on that and <laughs> and may have lost a dollar i don't know oh can I ask to whom? Uh, no, you can. Uh, oh, wait, oh, okay, okay, we're good. <laughs> not, not on this, not on this platform. Fair enough. Oh man. But no, it, it was one of the. I did not think Nick Foles was going to play like he did. No, I, I did. I, I did, I, I, but I, did. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it. Like I, I could understand if like he would have. Thrown for 250 yards. See, I think two touchdowns and a pick, or I'm, no, no interceptions. 250 and a touchdown. Yeah. I thought the running game was going to be more prevalent for the Eagles, which I mean, it was still really good. Don't get me wrong, but it was the Nick Foles show on offense. Yeah. I understand when I say MVP that I'm saying most valuable player, but I wish that Doug Peterson could have received that award. For the entire playoffs, I know he's not a player, but what he did with that team is is masterful. He yes. took exactly what Nick Foles was and is, and he made his team come around that. Where we've seen many coaches go, I'm, this is how I want to do it. This is what we're going to do. This is what got us here. So therefore, we're going to continue to do that. And he he threw it out. He threw it out the window. Oh yeah, he. He made sure Nick Foles was comfortable. I feel like athletics is all about comfort. Right. Like if you can make the opposite team uncomfortable, yeah, then you have a good shot. No, that's a great. If you are if if you are doing what you are comfortable with, yeah, you're probably gonna win. Yeah. Like if you just if there's no kind of stress about what you're doing. Right. So Doug Peterson made Nick Foles comfortable. He still. Let the defense do what the, you know what they were gonna do. Right, and it worked. Yeah, I, I I did believe that the Eagles were gonna win, and I just I, I felt it was because of Peterson. I felt like whatever Belichick was gonna do at halftime, he was gonna be ready for it, and he wasn't gonna be afraid to make a change or to do anything crazy. Uh, it, well, that's what got him there. That's what got him there all year. All year. So I watched. Just I think I watched just about every game, maybe 14 or 15 of the games. And fourth down and three at midfield, right around midfield, he's going for it. Right. He did it all year, and 
you know, you can say it was a gutsy call right. to go for that fourth and one on their right. final drive. You can right. say it's it's gutsy. Yeah, it is, but that's what he's been doing all year. It right. wasn't out of the ordinary. Right. It was it was just, you know, par for the course for the right. Eagles at that point. And for they were so good on third down. Obviously the fourth down play. They knew what to do, when to do it, and it came down to a defensive play. Right. The game basically came down to a defensive play because the offenses were just back and forth. They were great all right. all game. Oh my gosh, yes. And let's not let's not get anything confused here. Like the Eagles were getting pressure. Right. Brady's just that good. Correct. He he got the ball out quick. Right. He knew exactly where he was going to go with the ball before the ball was even snapped. Even on play action, he would stick it in there, he'd I mean, pull it right out, and throw it. Like, there was no hesitation in what the Patriots were going to do as far as the passing game went. Statistically, it was uh, not his best game of the season, uh, but it was the game in which he threw for the most yards, 505. Uh, three you know, touchdowns, right? Three touchdowns, no zero, zero interceptions, yeah, one fumble, one fumble. Um, but again, like, and, and you know this if you've listened to anything, watch Sports Center. You know, you say those numbers for Tom Brady, and then you say he lost. You you wouldn't believe it. Well, as an Eagles fan, if you would have told me before the game, hey, Tom Brady's going to throw for five hundred plus, right? He's going to throw three touchdowns and no picks, right? I would have guessed we lost by thirty. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Or, I mean, it might have been closer, but I mean, because you would have assumed Foles was not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I thought Foles, I thought Foles could be, you know, we talk, people talk about this, a game manager. Like, right. Just not, don't turn the ball over. Just be that guy. Right. Be Alex Smith. Right. Okay? Right. Just don't turn it over. Let your defense kind of win you the game. Let your running game win you the game. Right. And just, you know, keep it close. Right. Nick Foles was on in Fuego. So what, what, I mean, you know, what's the next question? The next question is... Can they do it again? No. <laughs> what are they going to do with Nick Foles next year? If it's me personally, I don't shop Nick Foles. I let teams come to me. Come to me. Yeah. Like, if they want Nick Foles, that's fine. But I'm, I'm willing to keep him. Yeah. I'm not going to try to shop him out because you got to... I love Carson Wentz, but... He's got an injured knee. Yeah. He's going to be rehabbing. Yeah. Who knows if... We don't know if he's going to actually be ready for next season. Right. And it's one of those, like, you just... Another fluke could happen. Yeah, no, I... And I don't want to even think about it, because I love Carson Wentz, and I think he's, you know, when right, he's a top-five quarterback. Right. But it can happen. Right. Like, the backup quarterback is more important than people actually realize. I agree. So... I don't shop them if if the right team comes to me with the right deal. Fine. To me, if you're Nick Foles, this is the perfect scenario. Yes. You have ridden into the sunset. You're a Super Bowl champion, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl MVP. MVP. Yes. You know you were the underdog of underdogs. No one gave you a chance. You no. mean like there's a thirty for thirty for him later on? In, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And, and there was something about, like, just, you know, the way those guys talked after the game. And yes. just, there, it was one of those kind of, like, they just seem like they gel. Well, listening to uh, Frank Wright, 
Is that right? Frank Reich, yeah. Uh, Colt's yeah, new coach. Yes, I listened to uh, an interview that JMB uh, gave him today, and just hearing, you know, just the question about tell us about the locker room. You know, like I think sometimes you hear BS from coaches, and you're like, dude, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, but you had to kind of believe everything that he said, like that there was just this amazing environment where guys loved each other and they loved the game and they came together on all. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. No. It, that's what. That's why I think Nick Foles he might actually be comfortable just. Going back to his role, I right. really believe that. Right. Like he's okay with that, knowing right. that he could go back in there at any any moment. Right. Now, obviously, I think the competitive part of side of him is like, okay, the last time I was a starter it didn't work out. I need to prove that I I can right. do it. Like I, I get that. Right. But I just man. But you also gotta wonder like is these he guys smart? are something different about. I don't want to say smart enough, like as in you and I are any smarter than him, but like. He has to know that he was in the right circumstance. Yes, and I talked to uh, one of our other basketball assistant coaches about that. I think professional at- athletes, I think, is all about circumstance. Correct. I think that's a great, great point. Unless you're LeBron James, right? As right. much as I despise him, like I mean, he could go to the Sacramento Kings right now, and I think make them a playoff team. Right. And it is like if you're that superstar status, like you're you're gonna go be on any team in any environment and probably flourish. More more so in basketball. Right. More so in basketball. But a lot of professional athletes, it's all about the team they go to, who's coaching them, right. uh, the teammates around who's them. Who's around them? Right. It's like it, it matters. Right. It absolutely matters. So for Nick Foles, I think that's just. You know, that's why I think he honestly would be okay right. staying with the Eagles. Like, there's just something about this group, this team, offensive players, defensive players, that's just different. Hot take alert right here. The Colts are going to go for him. The Colts want Nick Foles. Yes, hot take. No one said it yet. You heard it here first. Okay. Colts are going for Nick Foles. Andrew Luck is going to crash and burn this year. And the Colts are going to go for Nick Foles. Mark it. And lose their minds. <laughs> All right. All right. Last last segment. You know it's my favorite. Hashtag. Road to Infinity War. Um, so if you've been following along, you should have at least watched the Avengers, the first yes. Avengers, yes. up to this point. Yeah. Now, sometime during this week, you may have already watched it, but at some point during this week, you need to watch Iron Man 3. Right. That Your least favorite. It is probably my least favorite. Okay. Uh, but... I'm looking forward to watching it again. There are there are moments. Yeah. Okay, there are moments. I'll give you that. Yeah. But I think it's been a while since, you know, obviously since we've potted it and we've gotten to talk about it. I think... We still have to talk about Thor, Captain America, and the Avengers now, because that's where we're at. That sounds right. Okay. That sounds right. Because you and I watched Thor together. We did watch Thor together. I think we were both pleasantly surprised with yeah, how much the we re-watch. enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, still very good. Yes. Um, it, it was kind of weird. I told Jess this, too. It's like, watching the Avengers, like, of all the origin movies, right. I think Thor was my least favorite. Right. Um, but it's the one you probably needed to watch before seeing Avengers. For sure you needed like to watch Like, if that's it. the only one you watched, you would have been okay seeing the Avengers. You had to be. Like, you have to watch Thor. That's the one I you think, needed to watch. to appreciate watch. the Avengers. Uh, you know, the... the uh, I think the biggest thing I did not like was the weird uh, scene at the very end of the credits. 
Like, how did Loki all of a sudden appear? Right. Like, so, like... Falling into the black abyss. Right. And that's kind of... And going forward, it kind of... I don't want to say makes sense, but it kind of feeds into that as well. So we, we get into Captain America. Right. You know, it takes back during World War II and also right. the Red Skull. And he kind of... So that's one of my... And I talked about this before we came on. Like, this is an unanswerable question. Okay. Possibly. All right. Is the Red Skull dead? Because, okay, so here, here's why I asked okay. it. So the Tesseract is kind of, you know, it's a gateway. Right. And that's what, so it, uh-huh. it teleports people. Uh-huh. Then this. Well, you make me want to go watch the end of Captain America again. That's for sure. So they're in there fighting in the cockpit of the big ship and right. stuff like that. And the Tesseract's kind of getting, you know, just kind of jumbled around right. in there. And it starts to kind of activate and stuff like that. And you kind of see, you know, this space kind mm-hmm. of appear. Mm-hmm. And I th- I don't... Well, let me ask you I this. don't think he's dead. I think there's a strong possibility we could see the Red Skull again. It, it, does it help any plot line to see Red Skull again? I mean, uh, for a future Captain America movie, future Avengers movie... Like, you have to realize, like, this is going galactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, the Marvel well, that's what, universe. That's what I love. So if he's transported to another planet and yeah. stuff like that, it, that's it's fair. very that's doable. Fair. That's what I loved, and I've not watched much of the Avengers yet. Like, I just started watching maybe about the first 30 minutes. And I did enjoy seeing kind of the space, you know, like, throne. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they didn't show whose throne, but we kind of know from Guardians whose throne it is. Um, so I, I enjoyed that because I would have never remembered that had I not gone back to rewatch it. So second unanswerable question coming from, from Captain, Captain America. From Captain America. Okay. okay, so at the very beginning when uh, Johann Schmidt... Right. Okay. He's looking for the Tesseract. Okay. Yes. Right. yes. So he's in Norway. Yep. And they had he has this big long spiel about you know the Tesseract was Odin's you know prized treasure right. and stuff like that. What's the Tesseract doing on Earth anyway? If it's such a prized treasure. Was that not in uh, the throne room at all? Or not the throne room, but like... You gotta remember, this is back in 1942. Thor is present day. Is it? Yes. Because it's in another world? But it's present day because when he gets transported to Earth... That's fair. See, I'm telling you, like, I wish, like, unanswerable, but... Like what's annoying? What's it's more what, annoying, isn't it? Yeah. What is a powerful cube such like the Tesseract doing on Earth? Right. Knowing that Odin in, in a in a pop- Crusaders like coffin. Yeah, and then uh, my wife pointed out that actor that played that old guy is the same one who played uh, the old man in Harry Potter. Uh, Dumbledore? No, not that old man. Like the the custodian. Oh, or the like the squib, uh, yeah, I know who it is. Grimly, I know who it is. Is that his name? 
No. Dude, we're offending all... Uh, whatever. You know who I'm talking about. I'm sorry I'm not a Harry Potter fan. If it was Marvel, then I would give you every character. So, the Tesseract ends up on Earth because it was lost during the battle. What Between battle? Odin and the Frost Giants. During Thor, we see Thor talking as a child about how he wants to wage war on the Frost Giants like his father. So we know that the Tesseract must have been lost already. I think that's. I think someone's just making stuff up. Half blanked internet corner. Yes. If you know what we're talking about. Do, I think someone's making that up. That's Bush. That's Bush League right there. Thousand years ago, Asgardians fought the Frost Giants on Earth. On Earth? As part of yes. a cross-realm war. Yeah. I think we answered it. Okay. I think Whatever. we answered it. Why are you either grumpy? Way. I don't think so. But either way. <laughs> okay. Either way, Captain America's still still great. Um <sighs> I alright. So in my memory of Captain America, so correct me if I'm combining a different movie. I could have swore he came and saw the gal. In her, uh, like, in the hospital, like, she was dying or something. You're looking forward a little too much. Am I? Yes. Okay. That's okay. Right. We'll get to there. We'll get All right. there. All right. That, My so, bad. it's not a spoiler per se, but yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. it, it, that happens. It's a no-brainer, because time has moved on. Yes. Okay, thank you. That is in Winter Soldier. Which is funny, because then, as I was saying Which that, we're about to watch I first. thought about, uh, Interstellar. Where there's some it. of that going on, too. Okay. You would like Interstellar. I've been told that by a few people. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, since you haven't seen all of Avengers, Correct. we don't want to talk about Avengers. Yeah, I wouldn't mind enjoying it. Um, you know, again, like I've seen up until the point that they, they're all together. Uh, Loki is locked in the, uh, the cell. Yep. And the ship has kind of just gone up in the air. So you know something's awry, you know, uh, Jeremy Renner's character is still under, you know, Loki's spell and all that. Okay. So that's kind of where I'm at. Alright. I'm super happy that I'm watching it again. So oh, me for, too. For anybody that is on the fence, you need to at least watch this one, because I think it helps set up some more stuff that we're going to see later on. Right. And... I Jess was the same way, so she's doing it with me. Uh, she she can't remember, she can't fill in all the gaps, so it's nice to just watch right, them right. consecutively and in a relatively short amount of time. So right. everything's fresh in your brain. But I am so super stoked about Friday night. Yes, Friday Black Panther comes out, and it's getting such rave reviews. Yeah, it got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Does that make you nervous? A little, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think it's kind of uh, validating, right? Like my my view on it. Do you feel like uh, I think what I'm most curious about you know, is the social implications of Black Panther, in that uh, I think this is the first you know black superhero. Right. That has kind of gone mainstream, uh, that is getting tons of accolades. And I, I think I'm excited about that. You know, um, you know, being a dad to girls, 
I love the way Star Wars has gone. And, you know, Rey being an amazing character and, and just showing just a lot of strength and my girls being excited about that. So I'm excited about that aspect of Black Panther. Um, you know, I, I want to like it, so I know I'm going to like it. Right. The soundtrack is amazing. Oh, yeah. Kendrick Lamar is doing did so the soundtrack. If so if you have not listened to that, you should listen to that. Okay. Let me... Uh, do you have anything else? I mean, uh, so... I'll just add, like, the next couple ones you should be watching are Iron Man 3. Yep. After that will be Thor, The Dark World. Okay. And then following that will be Captain America, Winter Soldier. So those are your next three. Yeah, I don't remember Dark World at all. Dark World, I liked it actually better than the first one. Yeah. But Winter Soldier is, like, one of my top three. Yeah. Winter Soldier was that good. Yeah. So be ready... Be ready for that one, and like we're getting closer and closer to Infinity War, and it, I'm just May fifth, I believe. May fifth, I believe. No, it's May fourth, because oh. I, I, because I thought it was hilarious that Marvel, Marvel would owned made, by Disney, owned by Disney, who also owns Star Wars, correct, would put out this mega, mega movie. I'm surprised on May the fourth. Be with you. I'm surprised that Solo is coming out this summer as well. I'm nervous about Solo. A little bit. We won't talk about it yet. Okay. I, I We still have not talked at all about um, Last Jedi. It's true, we haven't. So I wouldn't mind having a conversation about that. Uh, and then we can do a little bit more of the Solo conversation as well. Okay. I'm nervous as well. I'm nervous as well. The trailer did not sit well with me. But, but, but... We'll save it. We'll save it. Let me ask you this final question. Your favorite movie soundtrack is? Ooh. There's a, oh, there's two that come to mind. Okay. One is Forrest Gump. <laughs> I would have never guessed. Okay. Great sound. All right. I'm intrigued to listen to that tomorrow at work. And then Remember the Titans oh. also has a great soundtrack. Okay. So those two. And then... Going back to my youth. Okay. Lion King. Dude. Word. It's, yeah, right? Word. I will give you that. I mean, it's just. I feel like we could put that on right now and we would both know every word. Yeah, so, uh, Circle of Life, but basically just the beginning of Circle Dude, of Life. Dude, way to do that. I mean, I wasn't even thinking. All right, so for me, now I'm going to really embarrass myself. It's okay. But I'll probably have to say Moana is one of my good one. favorite soundtracks ever. It's good. Uh,. A little curveball action. The Pirates of the Caribbean. The original You say Caribbean. Uh, I, I, sometimes I go Caribbean, sometimes I go Caribbean. When I say the title of the movie, I have to say Caribbean. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just the way I am. Most of the time I say Louisville, and then sometimes I say Louisville. I think I'm all Louisville. It, it's Louisville. I think it depends on who I'm talking I don't know why I felt Or if like I'm just being a... I don't know why you felt a like a Caribbean. Or Caribbean. They, Caribbean? You said Caribbean. All right, I did say Caribbean. Yes. Anyways, Pirates of the Caribbean or the Caribbean. Yeah. Same, same place, actually. Uh, it's a great soundtrack. And then uh, Drive. The movie... I don't think I've seen Drive that. with... Yeah. Uh, oh, that's time. All right, you'll, you'll Google it. Look it up. Okay. 
Dang it. Ryan, no, not Ryan Reynolds. Uh, who's the uh, guy from The Notebook? Ryan Gosling. Gosling, yes. Anyway, Women everywhere hate you for not knowing who Ryan Gosling was. If there is a woman listening at 47 minutes and 30 seconds, let us know. We'll buy you some Dairy Queen. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. I don't even think one of our wives will be listening this week. Yeah, you're right. Prove it. Prove it, wife. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.